Hey and welcome to Rise of the Savvy Souls, the podcast where we talk all things spirituality, healing and inner transformation. I'm your host, Sarah Flynn, spiritual growth and transformation coach, speaker and mentor, here to help you as you awaken to your soul purpose, activate your divine gifts and elevate into your goddess power. I am so excited you are here and I know that it's no coincidence that our paths have crossed. So with that in mind, let's jump straight in to this week's episode. Hello gorgeous souls and welcome back to another episode of Rise of the Savvy Souls. I am the most, I say this every single week, but I genuinely am so excited to hear <laughs> this episode with the one and only Nicholas Smith. This is my best, my absolute bestest friend, but also super talented hair and makeup artist and co-founder of Peaches and Cream. So welcome Nick to Rise of the Savvy Souls. Hi everyone, I'm really <laughs> <laughs> When I first start anything I feel dead shy but give me a minute and you won't be able to shut me off. Exactly, so we'll give you a minute. <laughs> um, no but really welcome. I have been so excited to have this conversation with you and for anybody who is listening Will you just share with our listeners a little bit about you and what it is that you do? Yeah, um, so <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm on here as a friend of yours. So mostly what I do is just make Sarah Flynn laugh every day of the week. Um, but in career-wise, um, I own a, a shop called Peaches and Cream and I'm a hair and makeup artist. Um, and I've been doing it since I was very young and I've been on this journey with Sarah now and it's just been a little bit crazy to be honest so um, I'm sure she'll ask some more questions and we'll be able to share some um, like inspirational tips and things that people will be able to learn about. Yeah totally amazing Um, yeah. So I don't shy like I'm just not the shyest person all I do is sit in front of a computer with people all the time but I think it's just starting something new, isn't it? When I'm, I've got like a microphone in front of me now and it's like another head love, like what is that thing there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see. Podcast life and like give me 10. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We won't be able to stop in 10. But yeah, I've I've been so excited to have this conversation because, well, the reason that I actually asked you to do this was because we are like absolute bezies and we have been through absolutely everything together and deep breath yeah deep breath but the reason I brought you on was because a lot of my clients for example as they're going through like spiritual growth and spiritual awakening journeys they we lose friends along the way right because we begin to change we begin to do things differently And our friends and sometimes our family members can find it really hard to deal with the changes that we're going through as a result of spiritual growth and spiritual awakenings. Um, But we've been very lucky to both go through our own spiritual growth and self-love journeys and fully accept and love each other the, the whole way through. So that was one of the, the reasons that I wanted to bring you on. But I think, before we go into that, I just want to paint the picture for people who are listening. Mm-hmm. The 
we met at school, like we met at high school. We were the girls who would come in and we, to be fair, right, when you think about it, there were so many times we'd walk into school, we'd either have the same hairstyle and we'd be like, oh my God, that's so weird. We'd have the same shoes at the start of the year. We'd roll our skates up the same amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There's been like, when I think of all the, you know, the way people say there's signs and they've always been there and all that. The signs have always been there with me and you, but it's just like, I don't know, it's just weird. Weird. Oh, synchronicity, exactly. Yeah, no, so no. that's just been the funniest flashback. We would roll our skirts up the same amount of times. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we met, we met at high school and teachers always got confused with us both. Like we've always had this thing of how... We looked alike, we kind of acted alike, we became very quickly like two peas in a pod. But I think the the main thing to touch on there is that obviously we've never really been as deeply connected as what we are now. Obviously back when you're younger, you're just living life, having fun. You're not really emotionally available to spiritual growth and transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, But obviously, over the years, as a lot of things have shifted and changed, I think what's important to highlight is that we've really learned how to shift and change our friendship as we go along to be super supportive of each other in every single phase. Yeah, I I think for me, it boils down to that thing of like, sounds really strange, but once you love someone and you care for them, no matter whether they're having a good or a bad time or you're thinking what's going on or do I agree with that? it does boil down to the fact of like, no matter what you're going through, like I'll be there for you. And I think that's where, when we've both been on our own little journeys and everything that's gone on in our own lives, we've always just said like, whatever it is, whether we'd, we'd think good or bad or anything in between, it was just like, we accept each other. And I think for anyone who's out there, who's either got a friend who's going through a spiritual awakening or they're going through one themselves and their friends, um, don't really understand it I think it's just a thing of like time will help and you can't force someone to do this work it's something that needs to come from themselves so I know you started your journey a lot earlier than what I did and so many times I'd look and think oh my god what is going on like, I, don't, I don't know how to deal with this I don't know what advice to give to be the best friend and over time with me you certain things start to unravel and unfold for myself that I think it starts making sense. So I think it's just having a lot of patience as well. And it boiling down to that thing of like, will you love your friends? So it doesn't matter what they're going through. You're there no matter what. Mm, Yeah, but that is amazing, amazing, amazing insight. And that's the thing that I think really struck me in our friendship when I did go through my spiritual awakening all them years ago. It was like, I did feel like I was on my own understanding all of this stuff. I did feel as though there wasn't really anybody around me who would understand me on that level. Mm -hmm. Um, And as my listeners know, like walked away from a relationship, walked away from other friends, walked away from a lot of things because people just didn't understand or want to support the new path Mm -hmm. that I was going on. And I just remember so clearly like coming to you and, and just sharing like, you know, First of all, I'm in a heartbroken state, so I'm probably crying as I'm like telling her all of this stuff. But like, you know, I'm heartbroken and making all of these changes. I'm talking about this vision of how I want to impact the world and like 
help women claim their power back. And in all of it, like you were just like so open, so supportive, so um, receptive. Can we go and sit under the chandelier and pour a drink and tell me more about this situation? Exactly. I have that when we used to have Wild Wednesdays and we'd sit in the kitchen underneath the chandelier, which had the we have a I've got a light and it's got like candle flames in it. And our thing was like, we need to have a chat under the light. And it was a place where we both knew we could go and just talk about whatever, what was going on in our head. And I'd just be like, I love it. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, exactly. And that actually brings back loads of memories because I remember, I think, buying us both a journal at this point as well. Journal, It was. It was my first ever journal. I, I thought it was so strange that it like, Sarah's actually wanting me to write down these thoughts in my head that are so like, I remember thinking even when you were telling me, wow, that's just a dream. Do you know what I mean? It was something that I actually thought, I love the way we have these chats and it's just so far not like gonna happen. But like looking back now, it's kind of like, it's happening, it's been done. We've ticked a lot off the list and it's just like, it's just to me, I just think, it's amazing to think that you can actually write something down that you could actually think would never in a million years happen in your life. And then a year down the line or however long you look back and you look and you think, oh my God, like I've got that. Like I I have still got diaries from when I was like 13, 14. Then when I started makeup school and I was 16, 17 and I was writing, I dream of having a makeup line and I knew it was so far out of reach but I was like I was 18 in makeup school and I thought I'm still gonna write it and I I used to draw little um images of like dressing gowns that brides would wear with like bow headbands that said peaches and cream on it and I didn't show anyone them I just knew that 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 was the vision that I had and then I remember drawing like this cart and it had all like hair ponies in it and had lip glosses in it. And I was thinking about what eyelashes we wanted. And then you look now, like all these years later, and I mean, it's 12 years and or 13 years since I've wrote all of them things. And it, I'd forgot about them. They'd gone. And it wasn't until I'd moved out of the house. And my mum said to me, oh, there's a few things that you might want to look through. My mum had obviously been rummaging through old diaries. God knows what she <laughs> And then she'd said to me, read this one. So there there they are, all the old pictures. And I, I looked and I thought, God, I've got that and 10 times more now. But in my head, all that I've been thinking is the graft and the hard work and everything that it took me to get to where it was. I forgot that was even the vision. Do you mm. know what I mean? So sitting with you in the kitchen, talking about, it was more talking about our dreams really, wasn't it? At one point and, and something that we really wanted since we were in school. Um, but yeah, writing them things down and laughing with you of just like, what is actually stopping us from making these dreams come true? Mm. Like, why aren't we doing them? Exactly. And that was like the the best kind of moment. And we always laugh and say that like all of our dreams came true under that chandelier in your kitchen. Because, <laughs> because we would meet. And so if anybody's listening and you do have a Bez who is completely on your wavelength with journaling and manifestation, definitely do this. And if you don't, start calling in your bestie who you can do this with because everybody needs like a manifestation partner and somebody who can get excited with them about goals and vision and we would meet every Wednesday like non-negotiable wouldn't we I would come to yours you'd it was my out- favorite day of the week 
yeah. and do you know what like I think back to them times and like it's so weird how like I remember how I used to look and I was exhausted like I would have bags down my eyes my hair would be slapped back I'd have a tracky on saying oh, I've been so stressed and I'm so tired and I'm exhausted but we still just managed to get them conversations out and I think for anyone listening as well it's that thing of like how easy would it be to just laugh at your friends and go you're living in a dream world how easy would it be to say that do you know what I mean it, it to me I think back and thought god how differently could that have that situation have gone and you know what I mean we just live in a bubble which yeah. people people might think we do but the thing is is we're making our dreams come true so and that's exactly what I'm saying is that out of a lot of people like I came to you with my vision and you were one person who was like yeah I support it let's do it let's make it happen um and and obviously same with me for you and we've been able to do that for each other and support each other through loads which under the chandelier just in case anybody's unaware or maybe new to to our friendship we manifested the trip of a lifetime didn't we which was our absolute dream holiday Oh my God, like I will never get over the holiday, ever. <laughs> it was like, it was always our dream, wasn't it? Like when we were in school and everywhere, we'd say, oh, we can't wait until we can um, go to America together. And we'd go for like four weeks and we'd go it and stay in like, different places. It's of like, imagine we actually we're in rollerblades on Venice Beach and hired a Jeep and just had our hair down blowing with the tunes blasting and was like, this is like the dream. Do you know yeah. that, that's Living what- our best life. <laughs> Living our best life. So, but we talked about this dream for so many years, didn't we? But obviously like you were building your business. I was in a long-term relationship. The years were passing by and we were just like no closer to doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it was in that moment of like my awakening where I was going through a breakup. Nick was single at the time. And I was like, oh, this is our moment. It was the we... first, that was the first time we'd both been single in 13 years. Yeah. At the same so time. Our whole friendship what was what was I always find really strange about our friendship is that like we'd go like six months without speaking because I'd have a busy period with work or you'd move to Spain or there'd be just so many different things and we'd be moving around and then it just come to this point where we were under the chandelier like we're actually both 30 this year and we are both single and alarm bells are ringing that it now is the time to just do this <laughs> divine timing it was divine timing yeah it really was but I didn't think that at the time because I was just that excited about this is actually gonna go off this is gonna happen yeah so thank you to your past self for just being so open to create like a vision obviously and then that's exactly what we did we went off and we lived our best life in LA. We got the Jeep, we got the roller skates and we went skating around Venice. We did all of the things that we had on the bucket list um, and more. We got way more than we bargained for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then obviously then, you know, coming back, I think that was like a huge awakening point for you then as well, wasn't it? So you'd kind of watched me go through my spiritual awakening, me build this kind of vision up out of thin air and just this desire to to help people. Um, And then I remember that like, you know, 
some time after LA and, and time going forwards, then you started to feel like it was your turn to kind of start to do the inner work. What happened there? I feel like running a business from such a young age, I was always in this mentality of like, I can't really do anything because I'm stuck in the UK. I've got this business to run. And it got to a point where I really craved like a break and I really craved freedom. And the thing is, is it's it, to me, I was learning about balance. So it was like, how can I still work so hard and maintain this business? But I think what ended up happening with me was I've, I felt this feeling of there's got to be more to life than this. So going on that trip, I felt like that trip was going to have all the answers for us. And like I was planning on all kinds. I was talking about moving peaches over there. And I was thinking, well, what if we could do this? And there was so much pressure from outside, like other people saying, you could do this. You you belong in LA. That's what everyone used to say to me. And I would be thinking, oh, but I'm just this young girl who had these dreams in a diary. And then I've worked hard and all of a sudden I was thinking but I do want to change and I do want to break and like change up something I'd I'd done the the same job for so many years and to me I thought LA's got all the answers I thought Mm. the dream man would be there I planned on moving there I just thought that was it and then as much as we like had the most unreal holiday that you could ever imagine and it would be any girl's dream to do that with their friends I feel like we also seen the flip side of it that like my cat went missing while I was mm. back in the, when I was in LA and the the thought of losing I didn't it didn't ever cross my mind about what about everything back at home because I was so thinking it's time for to change and move on and in my head I didn't realize that like it, it was my cat that went missing but I had this real like feeling of like I need to go home that's where I need to be looking after my babies which I'm obviously a crazy cat woman (laughs) but I'm not even ashamed of it I still love them to this day now but it's weird talking about that and like I've spoke to you about not actually understanding where my spiritual journey started and when I think about it it was that day it was that day in the massage parlor where like I remember being in absolute bits thinking, why have I left my cat? I'm getting emotional now. I was like, why have I left my cat? She's ran away to go to find me. And I was like, what the hell have I done? Like, I've lost my baby. Bit dramatic, but that's how it felt. Anyway, like, I ended up booking this massage with this lady and the whole day just felt like it was out of control. Like, it was it was happening for me and it wasn't really, like, a real... We made a plan and everything was holding us up. So it was the day we went to get our nails done, do you remember? And the nail people were awful. So we were like, oh my God, the talons. <laughs> Find another parlor. So we moved to another parlor. In this time, I, I, I just knew for how much I was grieving over losing my cat. Like, and I meditated on it and I was thinking, right, what do I do? And it was telling me to do whatever I needed to do while I was feeling so much pain, do anything you need to do to make you feel good about yourself. So I was thinking, okay, well, my nails are growing out. My back's killing me. Like I need to just go and relax. So walking into that second massage parlor and like, I remembered saying, I was crying my eyes out and I was leaning forward on the bed and I was thinking something's happening. Something's not right. Something just doesn't feel okay right now. And 
I, I remember this Chinese woman giving me a massage and she was awful. And like, I've never had a massage where I've thought, I wish you would just walk out this room and leave me to just lie here because you're actually causing me more pain, giving me the massage than not. And then all of a sudden this woman walks through the door. Like, when does that ever even happen? I mean, you've heard this story before, so it's for everyone who's listening to understand my moment of thinking, like, this is all real, this is happening, do you know what I mean? Mm. So this other woman walks in the room and she says to me, what's that you're listening to? Because I asked to put my own meditation on rather than, like, the little bits of music. And I said, oh, she said, who are you grieving over? And I was like, I've lost my cat. And now that I say it back, I think, God, it sounds so stupid. But the pain that was inside me thinking it was my fault that I've lost my cat. I was like, I just can't, I can't comprehend this feeling. Do you know what I mean? So the woman turned around and she goes, would you like me to help you? And I was like, million percent, I would do anything right now. So she's starting to talk about how, you know, I know someone who knows a pet psychic and can call them home. And I was thinking, oh, that isn't what I need to hear right now. I just want to, you know, when you're just not in the mood to hear anything spiritual, it's going to help me. I just wanted to know that my baby was back. And then she said, okay, I said, maybe yeah, give me the number. I said, but I just really feel really stressed at the moment. And I was crying my eyes out. I had snot bubbles and everything. Like I was a blubbering mess. Like I'd never, I'd never experienced like loss like that, like, or thought I've lost someone like that. So anyway, she said, okay, we'll start the massage. If you lie down, she said, what's your cat's name? So I was thinking, what the hell is, what the hell is my life? What is this come to, to be telling this massage lady my cat's name? So I was like, oh, her name's Portia. And she's like, okay, we're going to call Portia home then. And I was like, okay, I will do anything to get my baby back home. Just sitting there. And she was like, okay. So she starts massaging me back and she goes, I need you to just visualize the route that your cat would take to come home. She went, explained to me how she'd come home and I was like well I was going she'll be waddling along the top fence and then she'd jump down and come into the kitchen she's like okay can 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 you smell her can you feel her what she say what she doing and I was thinking oh my god anyway I stood up after the massage and I thought something has just shifted and I am okay and I didn't understand what it was and I didn't know whether it was just someone giving me that attention of like telling me that the, the cat's on its way home that I was thinking Oh my God, like what, has, like what has just happened? But I didn't feel the pain that I did walking in. So I walk outside and I remember the time being about six, about half six or something. And like the girl, Laura, who was one of our peaches, who was minding the cats at the time, I'd never really ever, she'd never call around that time because it was late. It was like midnight in the UK time. So I was thinking, why is my phone ringing and it's Laura? Like, do you remember we'd gone for that food? So I answered the phone and she's like, oh, and she said, oh, I'm just sitting on the front doorstep and I'm missing. I'm obviously like scared now because she didn't want to tell me the cat had gone missing. So I started saying, do you know what? Well, I've just had this massage and it felt so good. And like, can't believe it for some reason. I don't feel as much like I'm crying as much. So I started explaining the situation I was saying and she was telling me to call the cat home and I was going, Portia, come on, it's time to come home now. And then the next thing, Laura is on the phone to me screaming, just going, she's back, she's back, she's back. And then I could just see the phone flickering on FaceTime and I could just see this little grey dot running around. And like my body was shaking thinking, okay, was that me actually calling the cat home and she's heard me? Oh, has that woman who's just massaged my back called that cat home? So to me, 
it's this thing about spirituality it's always a question of like is it real is it true but to me that was the day that I thought I believe in this because if no matter whether that massage happens and she did or she didn't call and no matter whether I spoke to Laura and called her home in that way of like she was on the phone the cat returned home and like to me my cat had never been missing and it was four and a half days and I thought for it to arrive back home within the hour of having that massage that to me is enough to think I believe in this stuff so I, just to finish that story off because it was like literally the best day of my life it, I felt like I'd woke back up in a new holiday in, a, in LA with you because I wasn't myself for that then that time was I no and I remembered walking into this florist which was next door to the, the massage parlor and I was just like I need the biggest whitest bouquet of flowers ever and as I went to pick the card that went in it there was a stone and on the stone it said god is a miracle and you picked your card that you wrote like thank you or whatever it was and i just looked and i thought i actually believe in all this that was the moment where i thought that's just a shift in me now that like i believe that and that's all it was and i think this thing of like well what is it you believe in i get asked this all the time and i ask loads of other people like what do you believe in is god real like you're big on your goddesses and like I've come to the conclusion of just thinking that every single person has their own thing that they believe in and everyone's different some people don't believe in like like god but they'll believe that like someone might be with them I have a thing of like always feeling like my nan's next to me and I feel her and you know you see these signs of the white feathers and it's weird how the moments that you end up seeing the feathers are the moments that you think I needed that right now Mm. do you know what I mean and every single person's different but I'm quite a person where in any aspect of my life I like to try a bit of everything so mm. I mean you've got me on the goddess cards and um, what are they, what are they called these cards that I have you've got oh, me them yeah they're like elemental angel cards I got you them a few years ago I think but, um, the chandelier. oh yeah little thing I have this I have that I have my meditations I have my little signs and then I just believe in things like I actually believe me or the cat Maurice I feel like he come to me as an angel at a hard time in my life and no matter like how high or low my day is I look at my cats and they bring me so much happiness that it helps me so Mm. for anyone who's listening it's not about copying what someone else believes in and needing to fake it and feel like oh I need to understand that it just comes naturally to you and just I think for me the biggest thing in my spiritual awakening is understanding my my own feelings in my body like I went for so many years feeling numb and unconsciously like just work 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 just needing to focus on the business and I never actually took a step back to think how do I actually feel today and And that's that's what I do at the start of every day now yeah that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice to people is like how are you actually feeling yeah and like how do you know how you're feeling because a lot of the times people are so in denial of like oh I'm fine how many times did someone say to me like oh what's the wrong with you I can tell something's the matter with you and I'd be like I'm fine and I wasn't I just didn't know how to get in touch with my own body to understand what is even going on with me Mm, exactly and like even like you said obviously you know we were literally living such a huge part of like our childhood dream we were out in LA and we were living our best life but at the same time if you look back to the energy that we were in back then 
we was very much in that energy of, of seeking outside of ourselves mm-hmm. as still for happiness and fulfillment. And I think, yeah, like you said before, there was a huge part of us that felt like all of our answers and things were going to be found over in LA. And I think they were because we learned so much about ourselves over there, but it wasn't in the way that we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I think that day when your cat went missing, it's funny actually that you it, you realize now that that was kind of the moment where spirituality, yeah. Yeah. Like with LA as well, I feel like because I'd been working on my business for so many years, it was like a crash course of like, let's get out and learn this self-love. But what also like sprung to my mind was how exhausting like the trip to LA was. Like we would get up and my schedule would literally be, well, I'm going to do dance class. Then we're going to go to twerk class. Then we've got a fashion show. And it was exhausting. (laughs) And something that I learned coming back home was like, also good to like switch off which I was so scared to actually get to know myself and actually feel like what was going on inside me and like face myself I felt like there was like this thing where I wasn't allowing myself to stop does Mm. that make sense to you so I was just on to the next thing on to the next thing on to the next thing and it wasn't healthy so Mm. sometimes when you feel like people would use the word like oh you're smashing it to me now when I feel like I'm doing that it's a case of like well there's balance in my life and that's so important to me because it keeps me healthy it keeps me grounded and it allows me to like sit down and actually choose well what do I actually want rather than trying to cram in like 10 different 10 million different hobbies to try and hide away something that I didn't want to face this is something that I work with my clients on as well and it's something that I went through too is that keeping yourself busy because there's a there's a fear or there's a pain or there's a trauma or there's something within that you don't want to face so we mask it by staying too busy to sit down and actually feel the pain and I've definitely witnessed you do that like you can you've got energy for days when you get going so like I also peak too soon yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I did it as well. I did it as well in this business. Like I literally remember I going. Exactly. So I, I remember live my first few years of my business. But that was the thing as well that like I was always so scared to almost fall in love with myself because I thought it's not my job to do that. My 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 job in Peaches was always to make other people look and feel a million dollars. It wasn't anything to do with me. So mm. to me, as soon as this self-love word come up, I thought, oh, I can't love myself. Love yourself was always seen as quite a vain, oh, not a nice person, like characteristic thing. And I think like like growing peaches and I've always been as much as I'm a chatterbox I've always been quite a shy person so didn't really want to be putting my face out there and I'm so glad I didn't for so many years until I was ready because I've learned so much about myself like doing live videos myself and I teach all the tutorials and it's weird how you see things like um we've had trolls on there who will comment on you and to me if that was me four or five years ago I would have been on the floor devastated thinking someone's just called me this name whereas I had to understand my own worth and learn about me and understand who I was before I could put myself out there to the world which to me is just amazing now because I didn't ever realize that's what I was scared of but I was actually scared of falling in love with myself that's powerful it's just weird 
I hope I just got chills as you said that because I hope that everybody who's listening has just took that on board because it really is the truth. What we're scared of most is how powerful we actually are and how amazing we actually are because we, on some level, somewhere in life, like we just, we're not educated on our value and on our worth and that's okay. That was the path. But once you know better, you can, you can choose different. So going on that path of learning to love yourself was like really paid off and it's not vanity you know it's not vanity it's literally that thing where people would say all the time and you'd see all these quotes of like you need to love yourself before you can love anyone else and like I have been the person in and out of relationships every single year and wondering like why these relationships failing and I'd always think to myself like is it them or is it me or what is it but I feel like the more that I actually go in on myself it makes my new relationship stronger but it's a daily thing it's not about like doing a course reading something and then oh well I'm a better person now it's daily it's every other day when you're starting to feel little triggers things that make you feel low when you've had a bad meal and you think oh my god I'm so fat everyone has these little things where they'll it's it's these triggers that make you feel not so good about yourself it's about how to turn it around I know when like I have my hardest time I used to have this saying that I used to say to myself of like right I'm having a really bad day I don't know what to do and I was I'd write I'd just write Nicola it's time to turn your day around and there's something about when I'd write that little thing that I'd think I'm in control I can choose how my day is going to go. So every thought that I had that morning waking up and every stress I had, I'd let it go over my head and I'd just start writing how I wanted my day to go. And it's it's just weird how, how writing things down, it does really, does really, really help. Yeah, it does definitely help. And just like stepping into self-love and having that, like you said, daily devotion. It's It's not even like... It's not a one-time fix. It's a daily practice and a daily devotion, moment by moment by moment. But I feel like pe- people who are listening, especially if this is the first time they've heard you talk about this, it's very easy in like the world that we live in to look on Instagram, to yeah. look at your life, to look at your brand, to look at the amazing stuff that's been built, right? And be like, oh, she's got no problems. Like she obviously loves herself. And it just goes to show like, we all have these things that we're dealing with within our own inner world. Definitely. I think the thing for me is actually once I had, I I don't ever see, I don't really call it an awakening. And I think that's the thing about me and you that you're so, we are quite opposite really because you're so open about, I've had my awakening, whereas I'm quite like, well, I don't really know what's going on. I just know in me I've changed and, I've started to learn about like when I've got bad habits, I can ch- I can turn them around. And to me, I can spot them. And for years and years, I wouldn't be able to spot a bad habit. And people, other people would recognize it in me and say it. And I'd take offense and they'd be thinking, now I'd look at that. And when someone pulls me up on something, I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks for making me realize I didn't latch onto that. So mm-hmm. it, I think like for me, awareness has been a massive thing of it as well. But it's easy saying that now that I'm not under as much pressure in the business as what I was when we were like the salon was in its prime years ago when there was just day after day like it was just Mm. it to me looking back it kind of feels like it would have been impossible 
to have full awareness of myself for so many factors. But obviously, like you, you always think, well, I wouldn't change that for the world. And I've, I've gained so much experience and you make changes based on those things that I've created a nicer lifestyle for me like now. Mm. So everything if anyone is going through like struggles where they think it's impossible for them to even focus on themselves, start thinking about what things you can change within your business to be able to relieve that stress from yourself and take it away a little bit and give yourself just that little bit of time to be able to think like you're important as well. And if anything, you're the most important thing because without you, nothing's going to thrive. So love that. I love that. We've definitely both learned that same lesson. <laughs> Um, amazing amazing so tell us more about because yeah like you said we're the same but we're also different like I'll I'll coin everything like you know from a spiritual term from a goddess term from a spiritual awakening term whereas you can be very flexible on your approach as to you know oh I've just learned this about myself or whatever but one thing that we've noticed throughout our journey which is you know the power of creative energy essentially we both do the same work in the world but just in a very different manner so like I'm empowering people through spiritual growth awakenings transformation and now your whole life purpose after going through your whole self-love and awareness journey is also to empower people through your creative outlet which is hair and makeup so tell us more about that so I've always, well, my career path has kind of changed a little bit because obviously this whole COVID thing's kicked in and everyone's needed to change and adapt to the new circumstances. And to me, maybe it was like the push of needing to actually face the camera and not do it on other people anymore was the push I needed. So I've always prided myself on like this making the whole world look and feel a million dollars like to me there was no better feeling than a girl sitting in my chair and practically crying just saying listen I have never felt this good in my life and it wasn't just about the treatment of like doing their hair and makeup making them look good it was feeling good as well so a lot of the time you'd be mentoring girls like who were you know it was that thing where I'd always be like so who are you getting your makeup done to impress where are you going what are you wearing I need to know everything so it would be that thing of like you know you'd get the heartbroken girl coming in being like I'm going to a wedding and my ex-boyfriend's going to be there or you'd get a girl who'd just be like I've just had a baby and it's my first time I've I've been out so I just like I want to really feel good about myself and my job was always to make that person feel the best that they could and I still love making people feel that way but with the whole COVID situation and going into lockdown me and my business partner were kind of in a thing where we were like god we've got to close the doors of the salon and like obviously we've got the products and we sell them online and we were thinking well how can we work this and we ended up coming up with the solution of like my business partner was like, right, well, my husband works with us. I'll do all the packing and go in and do the orders. You just go on and entertain everyone, make people feel good. There's so many people who are suffering. Do what you do best, make people laugh, make yourself look good and teach people how to do that in the comfort of their own home. So I was thinking, oh my God, like I'm going to have to go live to all these people. Like I was always, I was always hidden behind Peach's Instagram and I always liked keeping everything separate. But because I'd done so much inner work on myself and it was like I had my, my, I, I had my breakdown before the lockdown. I thought 
that's the reason why that happened because I needed to be recovered and to have experienced this to be able to help everyone that's suffering now so I was like oh my god I've actually got this and like I didn't care about what I looked like in front of the camera I wasn't that 18 year old girl who was self-conscious so I thought I'm going to be able to like really help people so I went on and I'd done like I'd done like these three lives every single week throughout lockdown where it was like I'm here to help everyone there's a lot going on in the world right now and everyone needs a positive distraction and I'm going to teach everyone to do the makeup and even if you can't be bothered doing the makeup just sit with a glass of wine and chill with us and let's just feel like we're a big group of like girls all chilling together so it was literally a case of like me thinking I'm actually loving this obviously we've both had our dreams about being DJs in the past and all these other mad things that we'd spoke about under the chandelier I was thinking oh my god how am I actually living my best life in lockdown like I was I had my own crowd of people I had my own little playlist on I'd have themes of all the different makeovers and I was teaching people so it was just like in all angles possible making people feel good and not only that like I was thinking god I'm growing as a person because people are commenting I'm really struggling how can I help and I had the tools because of the experience I've been through to be able to say I've been there and this is how you'll deal with it so for anyone who is maybe struggling with stress or anxiety or depression now at the time if someone had said this to me when I was struggling with it that like you'll end up being you'll end up being the person that ends up helping all these other people get out of this rabbit hole I would have gone not a chance I there's just no way that's me whereas now I know that I am that person that like you, you, you can tell as soon as you look at someone what, like what they're going through sometimes because you've been there you can see that cloudiness behind someone's eyes and them, their body language and things that they say and I thought god that's been me and it's so nice now to think I'm so glad I actually went through what I went through to be able to help other people so for me like my new role within the company is to inspire and teach and perform and it's everything that I ever wanted but it's just strange how it is the the pandemic that's actually brought this out to me and I think a lot of people talk about what's gone on as then like it's a negative thing whereas I've always been quite an optimistic person where I'd always think well if that's not working how can this work or move on to the next thing but like I think for if anyone's what like listening and thinking, God, well, I wonder what my thing is then. You need to just think about what is it that actually makes you happy. Like even today, I pulled out my card from the, what you got me, which is weird because they, they've, I've had these for probably what, about six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. Today's card said, follow your passion when it comes to your career. Be the best at what you do. Be compensated for your creative talents. And to me, I like I do think I'm I, I do love chatting and I am good at talking so it's a bit like my talents are within the hair and makeup industry but I love coming on and teaching other people how to do it like you can pick a product up and no one would know how to use it whereas my job now is to go on and be like that's fine because I'll tell you what brush to use I'll tell you how to apply it and even this week like I'm quarantining because I went away last week and I'm spending the whole two weeks going through filming a short video for the website of exactly how to use every single product because people don't know how to do that Mm. so everything that's happening to me is like it's all meant to be everything that's happening is meant to be and for anyone whose businesses are struggling 
to me, it's about shifting the focus on how can you adapt your business for what the changes are and then move forward. So the direction of our company has changed within the last couple of years anyway, but we're just reinforcing that now, which like as much as it pains me to be thinking, God, maybe I won't ever go back and do hair and makeup on like the everyday girl ever again. I know that I'm probably empowering more people by doing the online work, even though I'm not face-to-face with them. And that's the thing about like God or the universe or source or whatever you want to call it, having a higher path for you to step into. I, I feel like the whole thing has been, I mean, it's hard, isn't it? But since the since the day it's happened, like all the people on my lives have been through my whole journey with me. I've started a whole new relationship since then. And they're all on this path with me now. So it feels like I've got support with people. And it's just nice to know that when I'm doing the work on myself, I can share it with the customers to be doing it on them themselves. And everyone's growing. And it's that thing of being the light in the world to be able to help other people. And it's weird how it's exactly what you do in your job but we just do it slightly different yeah exactly and that's what I was getting at it's like this this passion this purpose this creative energy this empowerment but it's just wrapped up in two different ways of spreading light but yet here we are doing exactly the same things it's just amazing I mean even like when I when I go online and I see your stories and I say sometimes oh here we go she's in full goddess mode today (laughs) Even though I think I'm not there yet with my spirituality, I look at you and think, well, she's vibing, so I need to vibe. Do you know what I mean? So when you're vibing, doing you, and I will look and go, I can't even cope with Sarah Flynn today. (laughs) The goddess being out. I then take that and it makes me happy. I I relay that as in like, I'm going to do an amazing playlist for all the customers on the live tonight. We're going to make a brilliant atmosphere. And the amount of messages that I get off people just saying, you don't understand how much you're helping me through the lockdown. And that to me was always the purpose in the first place that I was always searching for and feeling like, you know, people say like, oh, why do you do your business? What do you do it for? And I've always said it's never been about the money and finding them messages is the reason that's Mm. the answer to me of like that's the purpose and why we do these things because we're helping other people and it's weird how for years and years and never ever seen how I doing someone's hair and makeup was helping them but I never realized once they walked out that shop door how much confidence that would give them do you know what I mean how many girls actually thought you know what I'm going to finish my boyfriend tonight after that conversation (laughs) because she's been there and she knows I deserve better so there's just so many so many amazing things of it is helping. I've just got full chills of, of it all because it is it's like helping women in our own unique individual way basically know that they are worthy step into full worthiness and turn on goddess mode which <laughs> well, I, I, I think like the thing is as well it's that thing of like it's being so honest and open with your friends. Like I see so many girls now and they'll say to me, I wish I had yours and Sarah's friendship. And I'd be like, but if you were open and honest and you done that with your friend, I'm sure they'd do it back. It's that, it's that thing of having trust and like knowing that like we've got each other no matter what. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that safe space to be vulnerable. But we yeah. created that. We created but, that. If there's so many people who are so scared to to speak the truth 
Mm. And I've been there myself, and it's so, once you actually speak it, it's like, God, it wasn't even that bad saying it. What was I scared of? Would you say then that that's like your number one tip for people is to get comfortable speaking their truth? Well, there'd probably be about 10 million different tips that I give everyone. I think that, I think the thing is, is just, it's literally just, yeah, just, just do it, isn't it? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I love, 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 love. And I hope that everybody listening has enjoyed our conversation. Um, Yeah, we have such a laugh and talk about all different things when we're together but I think I wish, that I wish we could just have a normal we've said this for ages haven't we can we just have our weekly chat online so everyone can just hear about what we've been up to <laughs> because every time that we speak I say to Sarah oh my god like I feel like I feel like I haven't seen you for 10 years and it's only been a week I've got so much to tell you but you were saying weren't you it's because our lives are evolving that fast now that like there is actually so much to catch up on yeah so so much so I'm sure we'll have sure we'll have more to bring to the podcast real soon but for now everyone on the podcast let us know if we want a weekly catch up with (laughs) (laughs) I'm well up for it oh god well I have loved this and I hope that everybody listening has just taken away something in regards to self-love spiritualities bringing your bestie on board your journey yeah and um being open to be vulnerable with your best friends as well because it'll really take your it'll take your journey and your relationship to new I think I think something else I haven't really mentioned is that it was actually really scary understand like listening to what you were telling me sometimes it was scary and it was hard yeah and I think yeah. you've been the same with me. Like, it's hard to know what to say to a friend. Sometimes you just need to listen. Just hold space for them. And I think that's what you did perfectly for me um, and what I'll always Maybe do for you. Because I didn't know what to say. And I was just like, okay, Sarah's gone spiritual. <laughs> but I'm there too now. <laughs> but that's it. You didn't even realize it. But you just by being understanding and listening was holding space. And that was all I needed in that moment so for anyone who is listening I really do hope that you can either take some inspiration and take your relationship with your best friends to these levels as well or if you feel as though that can't be achieved definitely definitely call in from the universe like a best friend to share this journey with because it'll make everything a million times more enjoyable some little tips to anyone who's listening as well that might be like new like new to this type of thing because I feel like because I was so behind you there's beginners class isn't there which I'm not that far away from so <laughs> do you know what's making me laugh now at the start of the podcast I'm so shy I won't be in a minute I know it. <laughs> You like that, but now I can't get off. Right, next top tips. Next top tips. Top tips for anyone who's thinking, right, um, I'm on this and I don't know where to start. The first thing is you need to prioritise yourself. And this, for me, is the hardest thing ever. And I mean, it's your food, everything you, you eat, everything that you do, like your places you go, the people you spend time with. I'd say that like starting this journey, I mean, I've been on mine now for maybe two or three years properly, but I feel like the gym has been like a really, like a point that I would say like that has started to change my life, but that's only been recent. I mean, I'm not all like muscly yet, but I will be because I'm on a mission. Um, But other things that will help people is um, 
your meditations, journaling. You probably tell them all this anyway. I'm just trying to think of anything else. Um, and I think what you just said about holding space for anyone, anyone who needs to be heard, be there for other people. Because yeah. I obviously be in chatterbox when so many years where I'd just be like me, 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 me talking about, but it was covering up <gasps> like the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, holding space of the life so it was always like <gasps> whereas if you just slow down you'll be fine yeah holding space go on <laughs> i was just gonna say holding space is a big one because like like you said a minute ago you didn't even realize just how helpful you were being by just listening to me even when you didn't understand what on earth i was talking about yeah, I was like what the hell okay i'm here <laughs> Oh, you, know, you know one other thing that I do want to mention though like that them convos we had underneath the chandelier like there was a moment when you done one of your um events where I had this flashback and it made shivers right the way through my body of thinking I remember when you were a mess and you were crying in my kitchen and you just come out with this thing of like being like I, I just don't know what it is but I just see myself standing in front of loads of women and I'm helping them and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm saying. And then three years down the line, I think it was, wasn't it? I'm standing there and you're asking me to be a guest at your event. And I'm thinking, this is what she visualized. This is exactly what she said. And she's Mm -hmm. here helping all these other people who were in her position from all them years ago. Mm -hmm. So the pain, no, my message to everyone is the pain that people are going through is the thing that's going to be your strength in the future. That is exactly what it is. That is the key. That is the key. We got to the key. We got to the no, it is. It is. And that's exactly a representation of my journey and of your journey. So yeah, the, what, the overarching message, whatever pain, whatever challenge you're faced with, whether it be right now, or whether it be something from in the past, know that there's a purpose to it all. And you're going to be able to find the gift and give that gift back in the form yeah. of light and healing energy to the world in whichever way you're supposed to. Definitely. Okay, we definitely made it. I'm on a roll now. I know, I know. Well, we have loved having you on Rise of the Savvy Souls, Nicola. Thank you so much. And to everybody who is listening, I really hope that you have enjoyed this conversation. As always, would love to hear your feedback, your breakthroughs, any of your fave moments. Please feel free to share this episode with somebody who you think would love to hear it. And wherever you are in the world, I am sending you so much love and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.